welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey everybody, this is Ali Ciardo, and today I'm talking with Amanda Hedgepath, and she's from Amanda Hedgepath Photography, and we're going to talk about systems and, you know, workflow a little bit, but first we're going to talk about her story, how she got into photography. So Amanda, let's start with that. Just tell me your story before we get into, like, the details of making the business run for you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, um, yes, I'm a photographer. I live um, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, We've got three daughters. We call them the Mermaid Mafia. They're crazy. (laughs) They're adorable. They're six, three, and one. Um, I'm married to a nerd who I love. We've been together 10 years. And um, so this whole thing started really kind of crazy. Basically, I I had a medical billing degree. And so I tried that. Didn't work out so great. I can't even stomach the billing part of it. I hated so the whole <laughs> Yes, yes. It was too it's so different. I am one of those people who never ever saw this coming and it literally was never on my radar at all. I mean, I, you could have never ever told me that I was gonna do this. So waited tables, uh administrative work, did everything. Um started dating my husband and I just before Instagram came out, this is before Instagram came out, before Facebook was like huge, huge. Uh, basically, we were the people who were taking selfies with the digital camera, took pictures of our food everywhere we went out on dates. Um, we were those people. I just wanted to remember everything with him because he was the first person who just made me really, really happy. I mean, truly happy. He was my best friend off the bat. And we just wanted to remember every date, whether it was a museum or, you know, pizza and beer. So he got me a nicer camera. And he said, you really like taking these pictures of our, you know, picture of beer and this pizza. And I'm like, I do. I just love life. I want to capture it now. I actually want to hold on to what's going on versus how I felt before I met him, which was kind of rough. Um, we, I went to ODU, had no car for four years, rode the bus, always had two jobs, had to drop out of school. Um, so I went from this really super sad, dark place to him. And I said, I want to document my life. I want albums of my days with this man. So he got me this camera and then I just started to fall in love with it. So crazy. Never would have expected that. And then it took off. I said, I want to be a wedding photographer. I'm waiting tables at this uh, restaurant in Virginia Beach on the water. It was right next to a wedding venue. So I would be on the top deck waiting tables, watching these weddings. And I was like, I want to do what that person does. I don't want to be down here. I want to do what they do. And he said, all right, then do it. He's always been the, all right, then do it guy. Never like, I don't know, is that a good idea? Just trust me. So that's how this whole thing got started. Uh, taking pictures of food and being on dates <laughs> with him. It's just so funny. Uh, but it's crazy how life works out. So I ended up really getting into it. Um, we got married in 2010. Loved my wedding. Loved my wedding photographer so much. She inspired me. Caitlin James was my wedding photographer back in 2010 when she was brand new. And I think she was still working out of her dorm then, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, so what we did was um, we got married and then I started my business that fall really slowly, then officially in December. And then I said, I also want to have a baby now, like now (laughs) we just got married. So we did everything together. So the story of my life and my business has been, I wanted my family and my business at the same time. Um, we ended up moving to the outer banks a couple years ago and that's kind of where we're at now, raising our babies, almost seven years in business and it's going amazing. Wow. Okay. Let's just fill in the gap a little bit in that leap from 
um, standing there looking over weddings and dreaming of doing that to actually doing that. What kind of like fill in the gaps for us? How did you just, you know, touch on how you got there in terms of actually like booking your first wedding, getting, getting the business going beyond just like, you know, you had a dream and it happened. What did you do to make, what did you do to make it happen? (laughs) There are indeed steps you have to take to get from A to B. You don't just end up there. That's so true. Um, I I will say for me, I had an advantage because a lot of my friends, I was college age. I was kind of late college age. I was about 24, 25 when I got married. Um, So a lot of my friends were getting married. And so I was like, hey, I'm brand new. I'm trying to figure this thing out. But what I did is I took my camera and I shot for free for six months. I just shot as much as I could. Anybody who would let me take pictures of them, I took pictures of them. I would... I did pet photography. I did this. I did that. Things you couldn't even imagine based on what I'm doing now. I just wanted to practice because I know that it's not something that just falls into your lap. And it's a little bit tough in the industry nowadays because there's so many free resources and this and that, but people want things to happen quickly. And the truth is the work just still has to get put in. Um, no matter what you're doing, you still have to work really hard. So I shot as much as I could for free. And then I ended up, um, I was working at a portrait studio actually when we got married and, um, totally not my jam at all. (laughs) My style, it is not in a studio uh, for a corporate studio. But basically what happened was I was shooting sessions. And then finally I said, I think I'm ready for weddings, but I got to start small. I have to be honest about it. Start small. Can't really, you know, say, all right, I'm $4,000 and I'll shoot a 10 hour wedding. So this couple booked me for my first wedding at the venue that was right beside that restaurant that I waited to take that. So your first wedding. Yes. The first one I ever shot, I'll never forget. It was in February and it was at the venue that I had stared up at. And I just was like, I can't believe this is happening because when I got up there to that deck and I looked down at all my friends who were waiting tables, I just was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I'm here now. This is incredible. So I made it happen, did that first wedding, didn't know that I was actually pregnant with our daughter at that wedding. So I literally started my business (laughs) and shooting weddings, um, and having a family at the same exact time. And it was crazy, but a lot of it was connecting with people who were on the same level as me just starting out. And we kind of would get together and just share tips and tricks. Like, well, what did you learn? Oh, okay. Back button focus. I had no idea what that is. Let me share this thing with you that I learned. And we kind of insisted on growing together versus, you know, competing. And it was amazing. That's huge. you can grow so much with people who are actually on your level and people don't realize that. It's not always about um, learning from people who've been in the industry for a long time, although that's great and valuable. Um, sometimes it's people who are on your level who can help you the most. So I found that's how I grew really quickly. And it was amazing. So I'm, I'm super grateful. Yeah. And I also want to go back. I liked that you said, you know, we all kind of want to just jump right in and be that high end, whatever, like the, we just want to be what we want to be. Right. And it's hard to have patience, but think about, I was told when I was in college and I was studying advertising, you know, take your first year, even out of college or like take your first year of whatever path you're running and treat it like an internship or treat it like you're just like the internship of life and just realize like if people have to go to college or you know study their specific trade they don't just learn that overnight you have to study whether you're self-study or you're going to school for it it can take years to get to that point and it is it's a very specific trade and so I think that we need to be patient with ourselves and realize that no trade is learned and perfected overnight and you know treat it like the internship of life and like give yourself give yourself a year, give yourself two years to really 
get to that point. You know, it's going to be a slow build. I've been at this for many years now, and I feel like every year it's just grown and gotten better and better. And so, yeah. Yes. So I like slow that Slow growth that. is healthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, slow growth is so healthy. And, you know, we booked a lot of weddings our first year, but I still was working really hard throughout it. And I wasn't just skimming by. I was putting the actual work in. Instant gratification is going to be the downfall of this generation. Sometimes I swear because... Yes, there's so many resources. Yes, there's so many freebies. But when you put that pressure on yourself to grow fast, you're skipping a lot of the good stuff, a lot of the real hard lessons. And then it's going to come back to hit you if you don't take your time and do things the right way. I know a lot of people who rush into stuff without any contracts. They're like, well, I don't need that. I just, these people want me to shoot their wedding. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're missing the good stuff, the real important things that you need. And especially, I think when people are reaching out to people saying, can you give me the answer to this? Can you tell me this? And not want to do any of the work on their own. And that's when you find some of the best information. That's when you grow really well. Sometimes I totally agree with that. Instant gratification is tough. It's a tough subject. Yeah, it's, it's very relevant. And also with that, you know, you said you were not just growing by yourself, but growing with others by your side who are maybe at the same point. And I do think that that's helpful. So you're, as you're each learning and like the contract thing, maybe you're like, oh, I found a great resource for contracts or I found a great person to help me with contracts. You can share that information and still, and not, you know, it's give and take and you're not just like, okay, someone like make it happen for me right now. (laughs) Yes. And like, and it was equal. It was really equal with my friends. And I think if you are starting out in a new industry, it's key to not be, on this one-sided thing with somebody where you're the one given all the information and they're just soaking it up and there's no return. That I think that's really important because eventually there'll be resentment there. And I've, I have found that in some relationships and just kind of step back and said, okay, if I'm getting a text every single day asking, what were your settings on? How'd you do this? And then there's no reciprocation. I know that this is not fair to me. And I, I, I know that that's tough for some people because I'm such a giver. I'm like, oh, I'll tell you. Well, when I got to the point where my inbox was overflowing and I was constantly giving and there was nothing in return, I was like, okay, so it's time to start mentoring. Even if I'm on a newer level, there's people who see something I'm doing that they want to know about. So I I would be worth investing in, even if it's a small amount to begin with. Um, But I think it's really important to make sure that people are not just taking and taking because that time that you're giving them Um, is going to end up not being fair to you. You're going to take time from your business, your family to keep giving. I I do believe in that. I do. I will say that's just as someone who is a notorious giver who knows what it's like to sit down, answer an email for 15, 20 minutes and then go, oh my gosh, I don't even think that they like really appreciate this. And I could have sat with my kids, you know, watch them or something. So I I completely agree in the giving side, you know, like I run the local Tuesdays together and I run the podcast and I do, you know, respond to emails here and there, but you're right I think that um there's a there's a point there's a breaking there's point a line. <laughs> you have to run your business. yeah okay so let's get into your systems I'm really excited about this because somebody was just asking in a group like describe um your number one in a sentence your number one advice like piece of advice for other people running a photography business and my one sentence was put systems in place for a consistent client experience and so so systems for me are just like my love, which is so nerdy, but it's true. No, beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) I'm on board. Once you get there and you actually put those in place, you just get your life back and, and it's everything. So, um, so tell me about your systems. How do you, how did you get started? What tools are you using? Just kind of like, let's, let's pick it apart a little bit for what you're using. Okay. So what you just said, I have to highlight, it's very important that people know you just said, give you your life back. That's what systems do. Um, 
one thing when people hear a um, list, system, organizer, planner, they think about something that takes time up. And that's not true. Yes, it takes time up, but it actually gives you so much time back. You get so much in return that list and systems and workflow, yeah, you have to sit down to invest a little bit of time into them, creating them, implementing them. But you're going to get so much in return for that. I think that's so important for people to know. Um, you know, we just talked about instant gratification. It is along the same lines. People want a quick fix. So here's how our life flow lists were born. Um, basically, you know, I was this new photographer. I, I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm shooting weddings. It's my first year. And I'm like, wow, I really, I really jumped all in there. Um, <laughs> let's see how this goes. And what I ended up finding out was our daughter was born in November that first year. And then the following year, she's this brand new baby. And I'm looking over at her and I'm on my laptop. And I don't know how long she's been staring at me, but she had been staring at me. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm just missing her. I'm just always on my laptop. I'm always behind. I'm always stressed out. There's no order. There's no order to my home. There's no order to my business. So that's when I created workflows. And I had heard about people talking about them all the time, you know, uh, workflow systems and um, all this stuff with clients, just making sure you have a list of, okay, you go out and shoot a session. What are your 10 steps from there? Um, I, I didn't have anything like that. So that's where it all started. Like we created workflows. So even, even a quit, um, equipment list. So on the way to a wedding, you know, I've got 60 things I need to bring. Some of them are big, some are small, but if you forget one, you're in a lot of trouble. And so you really don't want to forget anything on there. But I also didn't want to sit there the day of the day before and just scramble. So we would start like making equipment lists and just dry erase marker, you know, in a sheet protector and just check it off. So we started to realize that lists are going to give us our time back. So we created workflow lists, equipment lists. Then a couple years later, Mike and I found that we had just been arguing all the time. And if you know Mike and I, if you saw us on Instagram Live recently, we are just like, we're best friends. Um, we did really just do not fight. We don't. And that's just not our personality. That's not who we are. But we had been fighting a lot, um, especially when our second daughter was born. And we just sat down one day and I was like, what is it that we're fighting about? Because it doesn't feel like it's like this one thing. It feels like it's a bunch of little things. So what's going on? And we found that we were fighting over another late fee on a credit card because we didn't pay it. We found that we were fighting about that. I just got pulled over and got a ticket because my registration has expired. We just found it was all these little life things that added up because people don't realize that little things are always actually big things and they will turn into big things and they will snowball and that snowball will run you over. And it is really sad when you end up fighting about these things that are so fixable um, and manageable. So we created life flow lists and they were really, you know, they were, they were beginner little lists. They started out nothing like you see today in the shop. Um, but they were just these little reminders of things that we want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of it was like, remember to take a vitamin. Because you know what? It's really annoying to have this argument about our vitamins are expired because we bought them and we didn't take them again. All those little things. Um, so we said, would it be crazy if we made lists about like the little things in life? Not stuff that goes on your schedule uh, or in a planner because planners are for doctor's appointments, um, meetings, things like that. You don't write, take your vitamin every single day in your planner. Um, but it was like taking the trash out, stuff that we would fight about, those little things that cause those little arguments that added up. So we created these life list systems and they are unbelievable. They make brain space for you and they give you your life back in a way that's just, I mean, he and I have no laundry or dishes in our sink right now. And that is just remarkable because we have three kids, a busy business, and we just came out of Black Friday week and I had four sessions. And who are we? I mean, this doesn't even like make sense for the life that we used to have. So 
Uh, we think it's really important. We love them so much. They give you your life back big time. So tell me how it works. Is it like a list where you just literally check things off? How do you use it on a day-to-day basis? So what we do, um, so we created these PDFs and in the shop and basically what it does is it says, okay, are you a computer person or are you a pen and paper person? I have been a computer person at times in my life, but I tend to really gravitate toward pen and paper. I just love planners and all that stuff. I love checking stuff off. Using that highlighter, highlighting something makes me feel very accomplished. Um, so we've got that. And then we've got another system, which is Trello. Um, and if you haven't heard of Trello, it's organizational software. That it's just like list on list on list. And it's beautiful. And it's a drag and drop, easy to use. It's such a gift. Um, so we kind of just break down how to put these lists in Trello if you're a computer person, which means you can have it on the computer and on a phone app, which is great. Because if you hook it up with your spouse, you guys can see what you've checked off during the day. And really stay on track. But we like the pen and paper list and it stays in our kitchen. We create one every single day. Sometimes on the weekends we slack a little and combine Saturday and Sunday or we just don't use it on the weekend. But generally this is just our thing that takes about one to two minutes every morning to do. You transfer stuff from the day before that you haven't finished um, and it goes on the new list. And then we've got um, weekly, monthly, and yearly lists that we look over a couple times a week just to make sure we're not missing anything. It says stuff like, you know, renew that car registration so you don't get pulled over again and pay um, association fees in your neighborhood, stuff like that. So they're super easy. They're user-friendly. You just have to put the time in to create them. But ours come with kind of a guide, kind of an idea of some things that would be helpful and that are pretty common. And then you kind of personalize it from there. So it's very easy. Nice. And I know you have it. So go ahead and tell people now where they can find the life-saving life flow list. And then also you said you have a little discount for them. Yes. Um, so if you go to amandahedgepet.com and you go to our shop, um, you can also do amandahedgepet.com uh, slash shop lists. And if you use the, um, actually, yeah, no, no, no. It's 30% off until New Year's Eve. You use the code podcast and you can get 30% off any of those lists. And then we also have free lists in our shop as well. There's one that um, it just describes 10 systems that have just saved our life and business, kind of things along the lines of um, schedulers and automating and just things that shortcut giving us our time back, which is the best of all time ever. Nice. And I'm going to put that in the show notes too. So if you're listening and you want the link to those, go to photofieldnotes.com slash systems and you'll be able to get those notes. Um, okay. So let's talk now. Let's flip into, and this is so funny because I, this is so relevant to me because I always feel like I have these amazing systems in place in my business. And then in my life, I'm totally there. Like I need this list because I, we just started implementing weekly meetings, like Jeff and I, my husband and I, because we realized that we were kind of the same, like we weren't on the same page. Or if I had something going on in the evening, I would kind of last minute be like, like we share a calendar and that was about it. I'd be like, oh yeah, didn't you see the thing? Oh, with the thing. Yeah, of course. So he was like, (laughs) hey, we need to just like sit down with our coffee on like on the weekend every single week and just like yes. have a chat about what's coming up in the coming week and write it down and get those. So having, I love that. Yeah, having those systems in place for your life will also help your business. So I'm working on it. This is like a new thing for us because I I truly like, I'm the parent who, you know, there's diapers, like my two-year-old is out of diapers at daycare and I'm like driving her to daycare. Like, <laughs> oh, I have to like stop and get diapers because I forgot. Yes. Or like it's I get that there. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, that is exactly why we made that because that stuff, it, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it actually really does add up to frustration. You know, we do the weekly meetings on Sundays too. I love that so much. It's so smart. 
yeah, it's it's been really amazing so far. And I think that it's just helped us get on the same page and helped with those little things like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going on vacation next week. Like, okay, who's going to switch their phone plan for international and who's going to do this and who's going to order that? And before it was just we like- We have oh. that. Yeah. Yes, we have a travel list that actually mentions all that stuff because we travel internationally too. So we have a travel bundle that talks about all that stuff too because- that stuff takes time to plan. So we've got like an out of town packing list and like to-do list. Yes. All that. You're so right. And you know what? All this family stuff absolutely trickles into your business. If you want to have a successful business, get your life together first. And that is the golden ticket. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think I kind of yeah. did it in reverse. Like I got, my, <laughs> I think I was prior, you know, and of course I was like prioritize. Not that I was prioritizing my business over my family. I just knew that I had, I couldn't slip up in my business side, that my clients would be less forgiving than my family. And then finally, I think Jeff very gently was like, actually, like, (laughs) give us some time. No, it wasn't even time because I mean. No, you nailed it. You're right. Yeah, the balance. exactly what we do. Yeah, the balance has been like pretty good. It's just those like, it's those little things. It's exactly what you're saying. It's those little things that slip by and just kind of like add up. All right. This is great. So let's get into now on the side of the business, carrying that over. So you get your whatever order you do it in, you know, your life is more organized now. And then looking on the business side, how do you also apply those concepts to running your business? Uh, with the list, with the lifeload list? Yeah. Whether it's lists or just like workflow or, or yes. putting systems in place so that your client experience is consistent. So for me, the big thing is I, I kind of sat down and, um, those who follow me know that I don't have daycare, which is crazy. I have three kids, no daycare. One's in kindergarten now. So that means all day I've got this one and three-year-old who are total sweet little nut jobs who are loud and crazy. And I had to figure out how am I going to do this? So um, ultimately, we decided this fall after years of figuring out um, what is actually going to work and what I'm going to stick with is that I need to blog a certain day of the week. I need to only create newsletters a certain day of the week. I need to call and edit my pictures only a certain day of the week. So I make sure to, if I'm shooting a session, I have a corresponding date scheduled. I don't just show up and shoot the session. I show up to the office day for that session too and make sure I get my stuff done that day. And I show up to it just the way I would show up to that session. I don't say, hey guys, it was great shooting your session and I'm supposed to edit it Day, but I'm going to watch Netflix instead because that's what business owners tend to do. Just I'll just do it when I get to it. I stopped doing that because that is what got me. Um, just getting to it when I'll get to it because I'm an entrepreneur and I can do that. I actually said, no, I need to create a real schedule and follow it. So my office hours are 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. three days a week, which are kind of crazy, but it's quiet. Um, the kids are asleep. I get time in my office. So that's been really helpful. I show up for that consistently. Um, I have an assistant, email assistant who helps me so much. We have templates. It's very easy for her. I just, we use Hiver and I don't know if anybody's heard of Hiver, but that is incredible software for um, business owners who share an inbox with somebody else. So I can literally click one button and it shows up in my assistant's inbox and she knows to answer it. So much more efficient than the forwarding and all that stuff. So I've got her, I have my office hours that I stick with. I blog only one certain day of the week and edit only a certain day of the week because when I try to do too many different things in one day, I'm overwhelmed. But if I stick to like, today's my blogging day, I can blog on a roll. And moms, when moms get at office hours, oh my gosh, we, I do in two or three hours what I used to do in eight as a mom now, because I really take that time seriously. And I know that if I don't get it done, it's not going to get done. So I'm pretty good about that and sticking to my schedule. Sometimes we get behind, but for the most part, we are all about sticking to like a real schedule and honoring it like a real business and following through. 
Yeah, I think block scheduling is huge. If you can, I'm the same way with blogging. And I actually, I take it to the extreme where I block off like, uh, I think it's been at one point, I blocked off a week for content in the spring where I literally, and so, awesome. so maybe I'm not as good at blogging right away. <laughs> when, some, when I do something, I don't blog it necessarily like that week. I have kind of a different way of previewing and everything, but yeah. I took a week in the spring and I planned out all of my blog posts, like one a week for the entire rest of like and I did probably like six months of blogging brilliant and then That's amazing. like basic Instagram posts so I knew I could fill it in but I would have some content like ready to go and kind of scheduled out and have different days of the week that would be different themes so that I knew what I was going to do so blocking whether it's on a small scale like one day a week or like one week a year you know and obviously it can it can change up how whatever works for you but I love the concept of block like the block schedule to really focus Yes. And I didn't even mention, but one day, it takes me one day, probably about one to two hours a month to actually using Planoly. I schedule one post every single weekday, mid morning to go live on Instagram because it keeps me present. And then I will take off a week and people don't even know that I haven't been on Instagram for a week because I have a social media manager who answers my inbox, keeps up with comments and everything, which has been so great. I just, I had to invest like, where am I spending the most time, but I'm not fast enough. And that is definitely DMs. So um, I've got her to help. But if I take that one to two hours a month, that's it. To schedule out all that, I can schedule an entire month on Plainly for Instagram. And it looks like I'm there. And showing up in news feeds is marketing. I mean, it's crucial. It's just how our businesses run nowadays. So we try to always make sure that whatever we do, we are showing up and we keep showing up because people don't know you're there if you're not showing up. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your help helpers that you have. I'm yes. a strong believer that basically we all need help <laughs> running our businesses in some way or another, wherever, whatever point it is where you, whether you have a weakness or something you just can't keep up on, especially for parents. So for me, it's getting, we do have daycare three days a week where yes. I need that time. And I will be honest, today was the first day taking the kids back after the Thanksgiving holiday. And I was like, mm, yeah. I think it's time for all of us. And even Jeff dropped them off and he was like, they were so excited. They like, they've like never Aww. run in faster to see their friends and like be see? out of our house. Yeah, <laughs> so they like, love okay. it. That's a good thing. So it's like, I so I have three days a week that I can dedicate to my time. So I kind of say like, not that I like to call it outsourcing my parenting, but like I have, you have to either get help with parenting or, and, or get help with, you know, like I don't have an assistant like you do. Um, but then, so like I might take on, so it's, it's an interesting balance in choosing those things. Yes. It's fascinating to me that you're able to, A, do this without childcare because you are a superhero and I just like don't have the motivation My girls to wake are up. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, tell me about, so you have a social media person and an assist and a, like an email assistant. So tell yeah. me a little bit about what they do and how that role works into your business. So my virtual assistant is amazing and she's part-time because we knew we just needed someone literally to go in and kind of just um, help us with the emails. Um, so when we get an initial inquiry, she'll see if we're available. She'll send them the information. Um, and she does that with the template every time, but she does it. And, and and just her doing that one thing saves me so much time. And then she also proofreads my newsletters and she'll proofread my blog posts. Those are things that took a lot of time for me. And yes, we don't have the childcare. And it's so funny because 
if I ever didn't have Lisa to help me with that, I would probably try to find, see, we live on an island. It's super hard to find childcare. That's, that's our thing. And I don't know if we would have a VA if I, if we had a better childcare option here, but, um, we do use the YMCA. We do use the parents morning out. So I will drop them off and sit in the YMCA with my laptop from nine to 12, three hours. And it's $10 per kid. Um, I'll do that like once a week. So it's not bad, but, um, so basically she helps me with all that stuff. Um, not too much more than that. She kind of sticks with that because that's enough right there. And she's part-time. My virtual assistant helps me strictly with Instagram and she will go back and just, you know, like she'll like comments and stuff like that. She will talk to me though via Voxer and say, Hey, what do you want me to say back to this person? So people aren't getting, if they ask a specific question, they aren't getting some like random answer, you know, that she came up with. She will talk to me and I'll just it's so much easier for me to just leave a quick voice message and then she conveys that and she'll help direct people if they're like, hey, I, w- I want you to shoot a session. She'll send them to my email or send people to a frequently asked question on the blog, stuff like that. So they have been an amazing investment because I'm just slow with that stuff. I wish I could be fast, but I'm slow and I do outsource my wedding editing. That's been great too. I've been doing that for a couple of years. Um, not my sessions though. So I handle all that stuff. So I do outsource in these ways and they've been really great. They're really worth the money. Um, if I could get that daycare, <laughs> if this sweet island would have some better option for me, I would be all on that. And then we probably wouldn't have to invest so much in the other stuff. But it's been great. It really has. It's been what has kept this business running so well the past couple of years. But I love that you have the choice, right? Like we can, well, maybe you don't have the choice because you don't have daycare, but we can choose in general. Whether we have kids or don't have kids, we can choose which things that we want to focus on and like we can outsource the editing or maybe we if we loved editing you can do the editing and outsource the emails or outsource the social media like you can kind of dip your toe in one little thing at a time and help help with those things and then start to just kind of roll it in from there so whatever it is there's no right or wrong it's just figuring out like let's try this and if it works then keep it up and add to it and you know like your business is always changing my business is always adapting my even my workflows are always adapting based on what's working and what's not and the people I've helping me you know are are well being added to every year yes. <laughs> as the business scales That's I'm getting so more true. help because I can't do it myself I don't want I don't want to get to that point of burnout I want to be excited it's about not my business worth it. Yes. You just have to identify your pain point where, so mine was my Instagram inbox first and foremost. I just was like, I cannot sit and answer these anymore. That's because we're highly active on Instagram. We're always doing videos. If we weren't doing so many videos and so many posts, it probably wouldn't be that way. But those are my people. The people that follow us on there, they, some of them have been with us, um, you know, from Facebook since day one, I'm talking like in December, oh my gosh, seven years ago, this December, have been following us since we started. And I, they, they're like family. When we got in our car accident in March, they were all there. They were like, hey, here's some, here's some lotion you can order on Amazon for bruises. We wanted to just think about you for all this stuff because we were going through so much. And that inbox is important to me to not like let all that stuff go because I want to stay connected with them. So it's worth me paying somebody to help answer that stuff just to make sure people feel like they're being connected with it. You just have to find where's your pain point? Who can help me? So I don't go crazy. Yeah. Okay. So on the video standpoint, though, obviously you're doing your own videos. So are you just kind of like doing videos at any time that you kind of feel like it? Like it's just real. Yeah. 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 And we actually, uh, we do a lot of like recording stuff ahead of time and then just hitting save and then I'll kind of back to back post stuff. Um, we have a free download in our shop about, um, being on your phone less, less phone, more life, just because I think that that that's a huge, 
huge thing right now. I think it's just killing so many people with the guilt. Um, you're watching your kids grow up, but you're on your phone all the time, and they see you on your phone all the time. So um, we, I actually have alarms that go off on my uh, watch, my Fitbit, that tell me when it's okay to go ahead and do a social media check and when I can sign on so I'm not on too much. And it's really helped me. And then having Allie Danae help me has been great too. That's my social media manager. She's helped me be on there less too. But I do, I will pop on and do like a live video or, you know, a funny video of the kids in the middle of a fight or something like that. I'll do something <laughs> like that real quick. Those are amazing. So yeah, we're pretty good about it. And then, so wrapping up, tell me just how you even started to find people to help you. Where did you, when you were like, you know what, I need some help. Where did you go? Was it just luck, someone you knew? Or did you like actively go out and find someone you'd never met before to do your social media and do your, um, to be your VA? That is a great question. So in the summer, that's when I knew I needed a VA. I just was like, if I could get some help with emails, I think I could edit faster. So let's do it. So I created um, a Google Doc. I did a... um, What's it called? Oh, yes. An application. I'm like, an, <laughs> an interview? <laughs> um, an application. And I just, I was really strict on it. And I just asked a bunch of questions because my number one thing was, can you be extremely efficient and extremely professional? And are you a nice person? Because if you are not naturally a nice person and want to make sure people feel happy and taken care of, uh, you can't represent this brand because this brand is all about like, yes, what can I do? What can I do for you? If I can't do it, I'm going to do my best. Um, and that's what I wanted. And I ended up booking somebody that I had shot a couple session for the previous year, which was so awesome. She was just, she blew me away. So impressive. Um, and just, super professional. That's just, you really, really want someone who's better than you, smarter than you, can proofread better than you. You know, you want that. So I got her. And then actually I texted Natalie Frank, who's one of my dear friends, the founder of the Rising Tide Society. I know you said that you do Tuesdays together, which I used to do here in the Outer Banks too. And I texted her and I said, do you have anybody who can help me with my Instagram DMs? And she recommended somebody and I went with her right away because she was just so sweet and helpful. Um, I have a Google Doc that she follows that just says, here's some frequently asked questions. You can send people here. And then it's hilarious. I say, please use emojis. I'm an emoji <laughs> person. Please don't use the following words. I don't use the following words. And it's so funny because people will know if it's not me, if there's a word like swoon or anything like, like I don't use certain words. It's just not my personality. So I just kind of was like, how can I really make this like it's me without faking people out? Because I do read all of them. She just knows exactly what I'm going to say. So it's been awesome. And then outsourcing editing, I actually commented on one of Caitlin James pictures about outsourcing. And then a girl found me that way. And it was funny. She said, I can help you. And I said, really, Kenya, I need help. So please do that. For me. Yes. Yes. And you don't know it. This community is so amazing. It's huge. And it's full of people who are willing to connect and help out. All you have to do is speak up. So once you do that, people will come. Yeah, I think you're right between like Facebook groups or the Rising Tide Society, other photographers in your area. And honestly, you're not the first person who has said, who has told me that they've hired a past client. Sometimes people just like go out to their past clients, they have a good relationship with them and they end up finding amazing assistance. So yeah, sometimes it's just that, like people you know or people in your community. Um, yeah, every podcast interview I do, I get inspired to do something. And I feel like this is the perfect time of year. It's like, you know, you're, you're heading into that cozy, like my to-do list is just wrapping up where I'm almost done with all my major things. And now I can really like my favorite thing is business. Like like, I love business planning. I'm so nerdy, but this stuff. Yeah. Oh no, I love you for this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is really inspiring. And I think a, a lot of what I'm looking at for next year is like, even just improving those systems, updating those systems, and more and more getting help. Because 
any time that I can find same like find myself on my phone when I don't want to be on my phone or feeling overwhelmed with things just know it you know it doesn't have to be that way and there's choices yeah. that we can make and our that's time yeah. is in many ways you know we obviously need to make money for like the basic living <laughs> expenses but I'm getting to a point really where like time is definitely more important to me so I am willing to pay others to do those things so that I can get my time back so it's I nice agree to- it's nice. It doesn't necessarily happen right away in our businesses. We have to put in a lot of hard work to get there. But I think we need to like keep our eyes open to the idea of getting help when we do get to yes. that point. So this is very inspiring. Oh, um, I so love it. Amanda, where can people find you? Let's share your website. Okay, so amandahedgepeth.com or amandahedgepethblog.com also. We're on Facebook, Amanda Hedgepeth Photography. And then on Instagram, we're uh, Amanda Hedgepeth OBX because I live on the Outer Banks. And that is, oh, it's my place. If you ever go to look at my profile, you will see a sea glass and the beach and the beach and another couple on the beach and a bride on the beach and my family on the sounds beach. Amazing. So, sounds amazing. That sounds We so love amazing. it. Nice. Okay, and I'll also put those links on the show notes. So that's photofieldnotes.com slash systems. And Amanda, thank you so much for sharing all this today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been so fun talking to you, girl. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.